Welcome back. It feels like it's been forever, but we are back for another week of the Adventures of a Disney Dad podcast. My name is Matt Brandeber, and I'm a dad of three and founder of AdventuresofADisneyDad.com and a travel agent with the Magic for Less Travel and your host. I'm joined by Chip Robinson, my co-host, soon to be dad of five. Chip, we're counting down the days. How is everything going? How are my Maslin Tigers? Tell me about all of it. Everything's going well. We're in the state semifinals this week. Playing in Columbus, playing against Cincinnati Anderson, and then next week. I know you and I have a busy week next week, but hopefully, I got another busy week and we play next Thursday. So, big week. Would this that be week. the state championship? That would be a state championship. So, and for Hallie and anybody else that's catching up, Chip is one of the coaches and teachers at Maslin High School in Ohio, one of the top 15 or so football programs in the country. They're in the state final four for football, and we are wishing them an undefeated season. And Got two, two more to pull it out. So you love it. You love it. And this week we are joined by a special guest. We've got Hallie Jones. Hallie is a Disney content creator on Instagram and can be found at It All Started With A Mouse 138. She's going to join us and we're going to talk about all things Hollywood Studios, like specifically doing a beginner's one day guide to Hollywood Studios. It's probably one of the most frequent questions I see. Um, and Hallie, I'm sure when you're doing content and tips and stuff, you get it a lot. You know, the people that are going down and they're like, I'm going down for one day to this park. Tell me everything that I need to know and what I should be doing. So that's what we're going to do today for Hollywood Studios. And before we get into all that, Hallie, welcome to the show. And tell us a little bit about your story, your background, and kind of how you got started in this wild Disney content creating world. Hi. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, this is really awesome. I'm super excited about it. I listened to your podcast, actually. So I did know that he was a coach. (laughs) Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Well, really, I just, I had some bad stuff happen to me. I had my mom, my dad, and my brother all passed away within two and a half months of each other. Anybody who's seen my anything knows that. But it was hard. And I got through it, you know, one baby step at a time. And then met my husband, who is from Florida. And he took me to Disney for the first time and I found joy again, like real actual joy. And that's huge because I'd lost it completely. And so when I found this, I was like, I have to do this. I have to just be here all the time and I want to know everything about it. And I want to know the history and the this, that, and the other about it. So I started an Instagram page and people started following me. And I had no, I really thought it would be like friends and family. And then I had... I got to about the 6,000 mark of followers, and then I had a real go viral, like 5.7 million views or something crazy like that, and ever since then, it kind of catapulted me, and I've been just trying to help people have their, you know, I'm not a travel agent, which is crazy. I've had a lot of travel agencies contact me, and they're like, do you want to be a travel agent? I don't right now. I'm actually looking to partner with one to be like, here's, take my people, because people text me and message me all the time, like, what to do, and Where's the best thing to do? And like you said, I have one park to do. What do I do? How do I do it? What's Genie Plus? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how I got here. And now I'm just, you know, obsessed. <laughs> when you when you first went with your husband to Disney, what were your expectations going into it, when, considering you had never been there before? I, you know, I didn't know. And he had me pick a park. And it's ironic because the park I picked, because we we're only supposed to be there for one day, was Hollywood Studios. I love it. I love it. It's meant <laughs> so, to be. It is meant yeah, to be. So we ended up doing three parks after that instead of going to the beach because I was like, I have to see more. But it was only supposed to be one day. 
And I, I don't know, I had been to Universal and I thought Universal was like the greatest thing ever. Didn't like nothing against Universal. I just didn't feel like the magic magic inside. You know what I mean? Like Harry Potter land for sure. But the rest of it, it's not the same kind of feel. It's a totally different feel. It's more of an adult feel. And so when I went to Disney, I thought it'd be like a kid feel, right? I was like, right. this will be cool. You know, he says it's cool. And then Oh my gosh, I was just blown away. I was blown away. Now, I got a question with that. So, I know you went as an adult. So, how old? You don't have to say your age, but like about where were you at in eight life? Age oh, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm 39 now. I actually went when I was 36. Okay. So, that that's relatively new. Yeah. yeah like that's I, like, like, that's yeah. post COVID? Yeah, it was right after COVID. It was 2020. Oh, wow. It was my first time to Disney. Wow, so what a unique time went, to go. Oh my gosh. So I went during at Hollywood Studios, there's no shows. There's no anything. Oh my god. And goodness. so I, I had no, no idea what I was missing. <laughs> and you and you're wearing a mask at that point too. Yes. What time of year did you go? Was it like really hot? October. Oh, oh October's beautiful. Yeah, um, so that was good. I, I, I will tell you, I, I agree with you about the feeling that you get at Universal. I've still got a drag chip. To Universal a little bit more, but I, I was just there for a week last week, and it, it's a different feeling. It's yeah, it's it is like I, I rode Velocicoaster I think six times in one day. That's and awesome. It, it, there there is a feeling associated with that. It is the best. It's the best ride that I've ever been on anywhere, and it's not even close in my opinion. And that's a certain type of feeling that's very different than what you get when you go to Disney, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, I, I think when I went to the Christmas party, I could have ridden nothing and had a really good time and enjoyed myself. And Universal is the opposite. It's like jumping from attraction to attraction and right. trying to do all the things as many times as you can and, you know, yes. whatever else. So that's, that, that's, that's really that, interesting. That, that's very interesting because my wife, her and I went for, for her first time. She would have been, what, 28, 29, somewhere in there. And she was the same way. We did a DVC tour. And she was ready to buy it, and we hadn't. We had been in the hotel for an hour. We hadn't even been. We had. We hadn't even checked into our room. We were in Animal Kingdom Lodge. Oh she said, "I want to buy it." I'm like, "You haven't even seen a park yet." So I kind of, I kind of understand what you're saying because I saw it through her eyes. So, Hallie, you mentioned briefly before we got on that you are a Universal annual pass holder. Are you also a Disney annual pass holder, or just Universal? Yes, both. Okay. And so how, how frequently are you going like you know, on a yearly basis? Oh part? my gosh, a lot. So in the winter, we're in Florida most of the time. So we go like once a month. So that could mean for a weekend or that could mean like this next trip is 10 days. We try to at least do two 10 days during the year. I don't like to go in the summer because it's so hot. It's so yeah. hot. And we have another, we have a home in Colorado and we have a business in Colorado, but our business in Colorado is only seasonal. It's during the summer. So we close down in November and then we're free to do what we need to do. So honestly, the goal is to live in Orlando for like six months out of the year, five months out of the year. Key Largo is amazing and everything. And I love being next to my in-laws and brother and sister-in-law and everything, but I want to be at Disney's doorstep is the goal. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to go every day. <laughs> You're going to be a snowbird. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For a lot of people, that is the what we would call the dream. So I, I, I can understand that. 
So when you go, are you spending a lot of your time in the parks or are you um, spending more time resort hopping, restaurants and that kind of thing? How do you do your vacations? I, I love the parks. I just love the parks. We do do a little bit of resort hopping, like off the monorail and stuff. Like I've, you know, the, at the Polynesian, the lounge over there is really great. So we've done a little bit of that, but I love the parks so much. I could just spend like a whole day in the park and not even ride anything. Like I've spent, I think I was in there in September for D23, which by the way, was hot. So hot. Oh my gosh. I was melting. It was so hot. Some of my videos you see, and some of them I couldn't even post because I was like so sweaty. I was like, I'm not posting this, but I spent a whole day in Hollywood studios. And I think I rode, oh, I was supposed to ride, ride, rise. And it broke down. I didn't ride anything. I did Muppet Vision 3D like three times, but I explored. I spent a ton of time in Galaxy's Edge. I did a ton of time in Muppet Land. And so it was a lot about the details for me. I love riding the rides. Don't get me wrong. But there's so much to see and smell and hear and eat just in the parks that it's it's just incredible. I've spent over 100 days there and I haven't experienced everything. I'm the same way, Chip. I think she's more in line of my go, go, go type of style. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's go, go, go. I'm, a, I'm all in on the just I, probably people watching, getting in the details, doing the, what is it, the walking, the wall, like the wall thing over in Hollywood Studios. I love, used to love doing that. I'm all in. I, I, I enjoy doing all the same things. Just. Just don't, don't even have to ride a ride, just enjoying everything. Mm-hmm. See, and I, at that time, I wanted to ride, a, you know, I, I wanted to ride rides. I wanted to do Tower of Terror, but I'm I'm not going to wait 80 minutes for Tower of Terror. So if I don't do it the right way and like rope drop and do all this stuff, which I didn't this last trip because I was, I did D23. And then after the Halloween party for D23, I went to Hollywood Horror Nights after that and was there until three o'clock in the morning. And so I went, I slept a little bit. I was like, I'm not rope dropping anything, <laughs> you know? So yeah. it just kind of depends on what, if it's open to close, I'm riding rides and I'm looking at everything. That's uh, that's definitely a, a trip doing, <laughs> doing all of that. I, I would definitely need some sleep, but I, I don't rope drop anyway. It's, it's just not something I can manage with all the little ones and everything. But one thing I, I want to ask you before we jump into the news and our segment for the show what advice would you give to someone that's, you know, loves Disney, loves Universal, thinks that they have, you know, tips and, and opinions to share on social media, getting started with content creation? What advice would you give to that person? Follow your heart and post what you want to post and keep doing it. You're going to, sometimes you'll post like, like literally 20, 30 videos and you'll get five likes. And it's really discouraging. Or someone will comment something that's not very nice. I don't know why people do that, but they will. And you just have to keep your head down and keep doing it. That is, that is so true. I had, I had somebody, uh, so I don't know if you guys may have seen my stories or not, but I got poured on. And they said it was the like the fifth highest amount of rain Orlando's ever had in November. And we were it was the day we were doing a VIP tour at Universal. So it was like the worst day for it to happen. And so I'm posting all these videos of me just like enjoying everything, absolutely blown away in the rain, just getting poured on. And somebody commented, aren't you supposed to be prepared since you're a travel agent? Like they, they DM'd me that. And I'm like, I'm wearing a poncho. I brought two pairs of shoes. I'm doing all the things right. that I tell people to do, but I right. don't know. I don't know what you want. What else, what else you want me to do? Like, I, I can't be more prepared. 
And just because you're a travel agent doesn't mean you're going to be prepared. I tell people to do things that I forget to do myself sometimes. And sure. I'm like, really? <laughs> well, like in that instance, I was like, there's, there's nothing else I could have done here. Like it's just, um, and the biggest thing that when, when it comes to rain that people always forget is bring two pairs of shoes. And I did that. So I, in fact, I even left the pair that got ruined in the rain that day. I just left them in Orlando because it, it was just not even worth trying to bring them back. But anyway, I digress. It's wonderful advice, Hallie. And again, we are very thankful to have you here and love hearing about your trips. So let's let's jump into the news. And we've, we've got quite a bit of it. The first one, it's probably the biggest one, was since we last had an episode, Jollywood uh, Nights had its first party and the reviews were not great. And they've now had a second party, and it significantly improved. So I, I just want to touch on this, Chip and Hallie. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. The reviews from the first party were basically, the lot, it's at Hollywood Studios, the first time they've done a party like this there, and there were lines for everything, and very, very, very long lines. The attractions, however, were all walk-ons. All like You could walk on Tower of Terror and Slinky Dog and everything else, but the, the issue is that nobody wanted to do that. They want to do the things that are available only at the party, the tip top club, the food, the, the drinks, the new show with uh, Piggy and Kermit and the sing along with the nightmare before Christmas. So people are all lining up to do those things and they're not bothering to get on the rides. And it just created this kind of nightmare atmosphere. Did you guys see any of this or did you have any feelings or thoughts about it? Uh, talking about the first show in particular i did so i saw all of that and i think this is my opinion i think part of it is because everybody so many creators came the first night so they're not doing the rides it wasn't just mm -hmm. your average person who's going to do some of the rides so i think that clogged a lot of it up because i heard i talked to a couple of my friends that are creators i didn't go i quit going to the first day of things because it is it's all influencers or people trying to influence and it's just too much they get in the way they some people will you know take footage in ways that are obstructing other people's time and i just quit doing <laughs> i'll do it and do it at my leisure and i think that had a lot to do with it um because they weren't expecting that they thought you know it would be like because that if you go to mickey's very merry christmas party people are still riding rides well but... and what's interesting is that at mickey's very merry christmas party the first one Content creators are, are making the same content with old footage. So they, they don't need the new footage, which they needed for Jollywood Nights, right? right. Nobody has mm -hmm. video or whatever. So I, I, I agree with your theory for sure. And so they, they clearly made a change for the second party. They added a couple new characters and they, they basically tried to spread things out to get people more interested. But Ali, I, I think I agree with you. My my theory would be, and, and I think a lot of people thought that way online, is that it was some of the new things and some of the changes that they made for the second party, but it was also a different crowd, I think, made mm -hmm. a huge difference. Chip, what do you think? I was going, I was thinking the same thing is everybody wants to go do something for the first time that's been there. So you got those, the, the content creators. Then you also have the people that are just trying, like I said, experiencing the things. And now that they added Duffy and Jiminy Cricket and they added somebody else too, there's a third one. I think that'll, that'll take away. And listen, it's the first party, first time they've done it. Right. It's going to expect the long lines. Like, I don't know what, it, what, what happens when a brand new ride opens. You're going to expect long lines. It's the same thing. That's why, well, that's why you go to Hollywood or go to not so scary. The lines aren't that bad. 
it kind of evens out. What I, I found really interesting is that, like, for me, Jollywood Nights would be the opposite. I'm not as into, like, the really unique food and drink options. I would love to see the show with my kids, the Miss Piggy and, and Kermit show in particular. But I would love to take my kids on Slinky Dog over and over and over and over. Right. Like, that would be the draw for me, like, that you don't have at Magic Kingdom. At Magic Kingdom, you know, I want my kids to see the parade. I want them to see the shows. I want them to meet the characters. I could care less about them riding Ariel's Grotto for the 900th time or Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Slinky Dog is a different deal. And, like, it's it's the best coaster for kids. So, you know, it's a it's a unique opportunity there for families, especially if you're not really interested in as much into the food and drink stuff that they kind of cater more towards the adults anyway. So I found that that to be interesting. But they're all, I think they're on the right track. I think we'd all agree there. Um, I'm going to note really quickly, World of Frozen opened at Hong Kong Disneyland, and it looks amazing. Allie, would you ever would you ever consider going to Hong Kong to check it out? Yes, I want to so bad. That is on the list. We're doing France first, and then Hong Kong is going to be oh, the next one. That'll be awesome. It's definitely on my bucket list. And they had a lot of content creators there. It seemed that were not necessarily like Disney focused content creators. There were a lot of bigger folks on TikTok that don't have a relationship with Disney that were there and stuff like that. Chip, what did you think? Oh, it looked awesome. Like I I'm jealous. I wish it was over here. Like at the end of the day, that's what because I'm afraid to show it to my daughters. My daughters are gonna go nuts. Right. And they're gonna want me to fly over there, and I'm not flying. Family seven to Hong Kong yet? We're not there yet. Yet, yet. <laughs> Next up, and and this kind of has flown under the radar, and I I am really really excited about this. Did you guys hear about Disney Pinnacle? No. Either of you? This is this was really under the radar. So for anybody that has ever been into crypto or NFTs, sometimes that can like jar people as like they they think all oh, the scams and and whatever else. But most people have heard of NBA Top Shot, which was the NFT version of like digital basketball cards. So you, instead of having like a physical card, you would watch the video online and you could buy, sell and trade them and you'd get packs digitally and all that kind of stuff. The same company that launched NBA Top Shot, which was a huge success, has partnered with Disney, the Dapper Labs, and they've created Disney Pinnacle, which is going to be digital pin trading. So they're going to have unique, pins just like the physical pins that are going to be serially numbered you can get different rarity levels different types it looks really really cool and for the people that love disney love digital collectibles and then also you know the pin trading folks it could be a really cool mix and dapper labs is the best in in the nft and crypto business at doing this kind of thing mostly because and this is to me what's exciting about it you don't need crypto to, to do any of it. It's all done in US dollars. So it's not confusing to like learn or anything like that. You don't have to learn how to go buy Bitcoin or something ridiculous. It's literally, if you want to buy a pack of pins, I don't know how much they're going to cost at this point, but let's say you get three for $29.99 or three for $19.99. You open them and you'll get a random pin with a random serial number, different rarity levels. You can sell them, trade them do all those kind of things. I think it's really exciting. I think that's where kind of the future of a lot of this stuff is going to go to, you know, the digital side of things. Not that traditional pins will ever go away, 
But this is this is I think going to be really cool, or it could end up being a complete bust. <laughs> but uh, they look really awesome, and there's a wait list open, so definitely check it out. You can go to I think it's DisneyPinnacle.com, but you can always Google Disney Pinnacle and you can find it. Join the wait list, and then you can be one of the first couple people to get these exclusive limited pins and all that kind of stuff. So definitely definitely check that out. I think it'll be really cool. Next up. Genie Plus. This was Monday of this week, so two days ago. Hit a record high of $35 for the multi-park, $32 for Hollywood Studios, $35 for Magic Kingdom. It sold out at three parks. Like I, I mean, just nuts. Not really a lot of commentary needed there, but I think for all the people that are saying that the parks are empty, you are very, very mistaken. <laughs> Universal Orlando kicked off their holiday celebrations on November 17th. The Grinch made an appearance with wait times at over 150 minutes. I was there. I walked right past it. Hallie, it, it's, it was right to that full of content creators. I would love to go in and get a video of this for my website and for my social media, but there is not a chance I am waiting 150 minutes to meet the Grinch. No. So on I went, but Universal Orlando... Hollywood Celebration is, is very cool. You can have breakfast with the Grinch and they've got some other fun stuff and some good decorations. They've got like a mini Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade that they do, which is really cool for kids. So definitely check that out if you're headed down to Universal Orlando like Ali is soon, right? I'll, I'll, go, wait, yep. I'll go wait in that line. Dude, it is the best TikToks to watch the Grinch. It is he, phenomenal. I don't care. Those people need paid as much money as they, they can get. It's unreal. The the actors that do that are really freaking good. I, oh. I agree with you there. Uh, a friend yeah. of mine did the breakfast with the Grinch and like it, it, it looks very cool. But 150 minutes. I, would I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 when I go next week. Yeah, I'm sure that I would do it for now with my kids. Yeah. It's like, it's like the Jack and Sally conundrum. You know, every time Jack and Sally is two hours, which by the way, when I was down for Mickey's very Merry Christmas party, Chip, Chip knows this or anybody that's listened to our, our last few episodes. When we went down for not so scary, the only thing I wanted to do with my kids was to meet Jack and Sally. The line was four hours long. I go down by myself for Mickey's very Merry Christmas party for the website and stuff and the travel agency. I, during a parade, walked into Jack, Sandy Claus, and Sally, and there was not a soul there. They they spent like 15 minutes messing around with me, and I sent a bunch of selfies to my kids, and it was absolutely phenomenal. So definitely consider that if your kids are Jack and Sally fans, because it's a lot easier, I think, to meet them at the Christmas party. Different outfits, different time of the year, but still very cool and fun. So let, let's jump into it. That covers the news. Let's jump into our main segment. We're talking a one-day trip itinerary to Hollywood Studios. Now, I'm going to pose this question to the two of you. Hallie, I want you to go first. If you have a beginner that comes to you that is spending one day at Hollywood Studios, how much are you advocating that they rope drop? 100%. I thought that 100%. might be interesting. 100%. So the two rope droppers, are you also advising them to get Genie Plus? Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. One day. Hundred percent. All in agreement there. Now, when you talk, when it comes to rope dropping and Genie Plus, what would be the strategy that you would give them, Hallie, in terms of all right, we're going to make this first Lightning Lane selection at seven, but when we rope drop, we're going to go 
to what attraction? What would your your thoughts be on that front? All right, guys. So every time I do this, which I I do this off. First of all, you're going to get Genie Plus. You're going to Genie Plus Slinky Dog immediately right at seven because sometimes that'll fill up and it will you'll not get it at all. And then we do Rope Drop. We do Tower of Terror first. A lot of times we can ride that over and over again, like five times. And then we will go over to Rock and Roller Coaster if it's open. And then we'll go to do Mickey and Minnie's Run Railway. And by then it's 8.30, 9 o'clock. Because a lot of times at Hollywood Studios, you can rope drop. And they'll actually let you in about 15 minutes earlier than they're supposed to. So that's a huge thing. So, and then from there... If Slinky Dog looks like it's kind of low still, we'll go over there and ride it then because we still have our lightning lane for later. So you can ride it twice in one day. And then we usually do Toy Story Mania. We always buy a lightning lane individual one for Rise just because it's it's worth it to me. It's an amazing attraction. It's absolutely incredible. It's so well done when it's working and it's worth it. And it's just us two. And then sometimes we have like our niece or a nephew or you know, that kind of thing. Like we're bringing our nephew next week. So we'll do that for him too. But that's definitely the strategy. And then also don't forget there's a single rider line for a smuggler's run. And so if you don't want to wait in line, say it's super long, do that one. If you don't mind getting separated from your party, you'll be in in five minutes. Those are, those are really great tips. Chip, what is your thoughts on your strategy and what would you advise people? Same thing. I'm going to go, you would try and get, uh, slinky dog but we'd head out head back to star wars and try and get on uh rise do that right away um i'm not paying for an individual lightning lane just because i'd have to pay for five of them so that's that's my thought but if we can get up back there early also with the tip of early if you go through backside of epcot they'll let you in early too going along that line but we would do that get on millennium falcon and then kind of go from there. Hopefully get to, get on Midway Mania. If not, go to a show, go to the Frozen Frozen show. I think that's by far the hidden secret of Hollywood Studios is the Frozen show. And I would see it two or three times a day just because it's that good. It's a good spot to nap for me. That's it's what a good my spot. husband does too. <laughs> we we are in that we're napping dad's show. That's what this is. <laughs> yeah, those are those are great, great points. And what I advise people is very similar to what Hallie described and, and what Chip described too a little bit. Like if you're for a guest going for the first time, the, the most important question is, are you going to rope drop? That is the key to the day. I don't rope drop. So I'll, I'll give you my strategy for not rope dropping. But otherwise, I think to wrap it up, like if you are going to get the individual lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance, then you go to Slinky Dog, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, those those types of rides. But if not, you've got to get to Rise. Rise and Slinky Dog are the two that are going to have the longest lines first. But Tower of Terror is right up there too. So you've got to kind of pick your poison. But I always tell people, if you're not going to buy the Rise individual lightning lane, that's the one that could get you screwed because you can at least get the Genie Plus for the rest of the stuff. You can't Agreed. do it for Rise. So that that's the issue. For me, for my family that does not rope drop, I get up at seven and make Slinky Dog. And then Slinky Dog is the one that will move up in time. So later in the day, fastest, because it's the one that's filling up the fastest. I watch it and modify it to around five or 6 p.m. 
which doesn't cost you your lightning lane selection or your G plus selection. You're just changing the time. So I changed the time to 5 p.m. And then as soon as I'm able to, to book a different lightning lane, I stack them all after 5 p.m. So from 5 p.m. to 7 or 8, I've got all of our lightning lanes done. I try and keep them in the same area. So I'll do, you know, Toy Story Mania, Alien Swirling Saucers, if we waste one on that, like all in the same like 25-minute period of callback time. And then we'll do Tower of Terror for the adults or one of the Star Wars rides for the adults, you know, whatever the case may be. But then you're jumping straight into Fantasmic. You know, you're you're basically post-early dinner. You do dinner between 4 and 5. You get to knock out a bunch of rides and then go to Fantasmic and call it a day. And you've got the morning. It's great for park hopping, too. So then you can go and do something a little slower in the morning, maybe a resort breakfast somewhere, go over to Epcot for a little bit and do some characters, grab lunch, and then head over to Hollywood Studios. And you've got the entire evening just knocking everything out with your kids all in a row. So that that's just a different strategy that that we like to use, but it really all it all of it centers on are you going to rope drop or are you not? Because if you're going to rope drop, there's you can get way more done than my stacking strategy or whatever else. You do a Hallie and Chip strategy, you're riding things multiple times and doing a lot of that fun stuff. So I was going to say Hollywood Studios gets hot. Yeah, it gets, oh, yeah, I think it's, I, I mean, Animal Kingdom's number one, but I think Hollywood Studios, too, in, in terms of it gets hot. And by about 11, it gets really warm in there. So if you can get as many rides done and then you hit the shows, like you're hitting Beauty of the Beast, you're hitting Frozen. I even like the car show with Lightning McQueen. If you can hit those around, right around lunchtime or nap time and take a break, that's that's a good time, too. And, and Hollywood Studios, let, let, let's talk about this, too, because I think this is a, a key point that people really forget. There are so many good character meet and greets at Hollywood Studios. Holly, what are what are some of your favorite character meet and greets that people should be aware of? My favorite one is I love meeting Chewie. It is ridiculous. I actually get butterflies in my stomach when I go meet him. It is so dumb, but I love it so much. That's my number one favorite. Any of the Star Wars ones are great, but Chewie's my favorite. And then Sully is also a really fun one. Mm-hmm. that's got to be my second favorite i do like that i don't know if daisy and donald do an actual mean greet thing but the fact that you can just see them over there by the brown derby like anytime like messing around that is really fun too when it comes mm-hmm. to here it's fun to just watch yeah i just they're and they're hilarious i've met them right by the entrance so right on the entrance on the left um i don't know if that's the old i think it was the old kodak building or whatever I've met Donald and Daisy both there with my kids. I have great pictures from it. I have no idea. Yeah, if that's just, that's they just do some kind of life. random. They do yeah. some random stand arounds, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But that that spot on the grass where they fake a picnic and, and do some <laughs> fun stuff like that is always fun. Chip, what are some of your favorite uh, character meet and greets at Hollywood Studios? Ol- Olaf's a good one. Ol- Olaf's. We love seeing Olaf. We haven't done the Star Wars because we went. That's when they didn't have it back open during covid but i know bb8 i think you see still bb8 mm-hmm. still there i think i'm mm-hmm. looking forward to that like we're going this summer and i'm looking forward to meeting bb8 i have no idea why just a droid <laughs> guy <laughs> yeah that hey i i i can get that my kids love darth vader 
I think that's probably their favorite. And it's it's just it's such a good experience for the kids. My favorite that's newer recently was my son got to meet the Mandalorian with Baby Yoda. Oh, I forgot was... about yes, that's amazing. Is yeah, he, is, and, is he still out? Yeah, he he's out yeah. and he's kind of tucked away when you walk into Galaxy's Edge to the back left, but you can find him on the map and he he's out pretty frequently. But the 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 difference there is like it's not a formal thing. So there's he, you know, it gets really crowded around him really quickly. They do a great job of prioritizing kids. Like he spent a lot of time with my son, even though there was a crowd of probably 50 people around, which I think is what Disney is really special about doing is that they, they really do. They don't rush through these experiences, especially with little ones, um, which I, I really appreciate. But that was a really cool experience because the, the baby Yoda like moves and it looks like it looks real, like just straight out of the movie. But the other one that to not sleep on is the Incredibles. Because they've got the, the whole squad back there. Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, Edna Mode, Frozone are all in that same area, along with Sully that Allie mentioned. They're all in the Pixar uh, alleyway. And they're very, very short lines usually because people don't go back into that alley a lot. Like Edna Mode, I think, is almost always five minutes. And you can just go back there and, and knock a bunch of them out. So if your kids like The Incredibles, definitely check that one out too. I will um, say back to back before Toy Story Land opened, they had a awesome where you can meet Woody and Buzz, and it was the first time it like clicked to me that like the tools said made by Binford, which throws it back to home, home Improvement days, yeah. And so obviously you can meet Buzz and Woody out in Toy Story Land as well too. So those are good good opportunities as well. Ali, since you're a Star Wars fan, you may have gotten to experience this. Our biggest frustration: we've been quite a few times and have never been able to see Ray. I've seen Ray personally, like by myself, but when I have my kids, we never see Ray. I've, I I have twice, but it's never, it's crazy, and it's when I'm by myself, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you're not with your friends or your husband; it's just you're you're riding solo, and you're like, "There's nobody here to film me doing this." Right, it's just me by myself. That's the frustrating part. I, I remember, you know, we went one day with my daughter, had this beautiful Taylor Joel dress and her hair done like Ray. And we searched for her all day. And never found her. Uh, never found her. It was such a bummer. That's what's crazy. I walked through there. I saw her twice and I saw Kylo Ren. Like it was. Ky- <laughs> Kylo Ren is awesome too. Yeah, yeah Kylo Ren is awesome. And the stormtroopers that that kind of go around. So that's that kind of covers the character meets. I mean, you you prioritize those how you like. I think you know if your kids are big Toy Story fans, you you go there. But there are a lot of underrated character meets at Hollywood Studios. Definitely check those out. Um, we've touched a little bit on the best shows, so I'm not going to go into that a lot. But we we know there's Frozen. Hallie, what what is your favorite show? If if it's not Frozen, it's not Frozen. It's the Muppets. Oh, Muppet Vision 3D. <laughs> and I love it. And apparently they just updated it. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I guess they put some, I don't know, some kind of something in there. That's new. They put new seats in. New seats in. Seats, but I guess there's like the things that fly around. I guess there's actual like laser things happening Ooh. now. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to find out. I love it. It's it's. I think that's completely under underrated. It's hilarious. It's air conditioned. It's exciting. Like there's, you know, explosions and there's, you know, the little old guys that laugh and it's just, I just love it. The old guys are the best. That's my favorite part. They're hilarious. And there's a lot of hidden 
Easter eggs and secrets in that attraction. My favorite one is the, there's a little thing that says key under the mat, be back in five minutes or something like that. And if you lift up the mat, the key is actually there. And so ah. kids especially think that that is amazing because yeah. they're like, you know, it's like, go look under the mat and they pull it up and there's a key actually under the mat, which is really cool. That's, that's a good, that. that's a good one. That. With respect to dining. And, and one other thing I want to mention about shows is the Indiana Jones show is not something to sleep on either. Oh, um, that's but, a good one. But it, it's, it. it's, it's, it's below frozen to me, but it, it's good. And, and, I'm not going to count Fantasmic in this discussion. We'll talk about Fantasmic a little bit uh, later. I agree. <laughs> but let, let's talk about, really quickly, let's talk about dining. We'll do we'll do table service and quick service. What are some of your favorite table service and quick service options? Allie, what, what are your thoughts? My I have two favorite quick service options, and that's going to be the Woody's Lunchbox. The Tachos are oh amazing. <laughs> two people can share them. They're, and they're nice and filling. They're great. They have a breakfast one, which is great because it's not, they don't have much for breakfast in Hollywood studios. And then the other one is Ronto Roasters. I love those Ronto wraps. The breakfast one is not as good as the regular one, in my opinion. Again, because I'm looking for breakfast, <laughs> but I love both of those places. I think they're both really good. And my husband and I usually share one because they're both decent size. For a sit down, I'd have to say the Brown Derby is my favorite. I love their Cobb salad incredible i always get it with extra lettuce we that's we eat there every single time we're we're in hollywood studios but not as a, a not a bad mention would be i love the sci-fi dining theater i think it's ambiance is just really cool and it's one of the i think it's the toughest adr to get for sure at, at hollywood studios um it chip what, what do you what do you think i go with ronto roasters the breakfast or the lunch i think it's a good good meal What's this talking bake seven? That's what's next to it, right? Mm-hmm. We we ate dinner there. It was pretty good. I mean, it was kind of weird for my kids' palate, I guess. More than more than like I thought it was delicious. The other quick service. What did you get there? My the chicken. To. We got the chicken, and my kids just didn't like it. I liked it. I like okay. chicken and the mac. I haven't and tried that yet. All right, I got to try that then. And then we love getting the funnel cake and ice cream right outside of frozen show i have no idea why like they, they had blue ice cream the one time which was just vanilla but it was blue and we get a, and a funnel cake i have no idea why we always get it but that's we grab a snack there every single time i'm not we're hollywood and, and uh vine people for breakfast a little character action the disney junior yeah so my wife and i went there and she said i would go back i would go there over oh what's the one in contemporary Oh, not, not Chef Mickey's. Yeah. She's like, I would rather go to the to, to Hollywood Vine Hollywood Vine, and versus Chef Mickey's. It was, it was so much better. The characters were spent time with us. My kids were younger at the time, so they really loved it. But I think we're going to try it again when we go back. That, that brings up another really good point, by the way, uh, the Disney junior character meets and the Disney junior dance and play uh, are fantastic. If you have kids. You can meet Vampirina, like Pluto's over there. And then, you know, in the dance, the dance and play, all of them come out and dance with the kids and they've got Timon. Who else comes out? Mickey comes out. So it, it is for kids. That's, that's awesome. As a show that we didn't really mention. 
Is he still sitting um, on the floor? Uh, but the kids don't, though. Like, the kids are okay. jumping around. Okay. But, yeah, for adults, you have to sit down on the floor, which is not <laughs> ideal. But um, it's dark and cold, and, yeah, you know, it can be a welcomed escape from the heat. I, I, I've got to be honest. When it comes to dining, I'm not a huge Hollywood Studios dining guy. Uh, the Hollywood Brown Derby, the Brown Derby Lounge is is fine. It's not a place that my kids would love, so we don't usually go there. And the same goes for like Ronto Roasters and some of those areas. So those aren't really in my wheelhouse. My number one table service is Rodeo Roundup Barbecue. And oh, I always and forget about that. I am I am a stand. It, it is the best. It is so awesome. So I would I would definitely recommend that. Hallie, I think we lost you there for a second. Yeah, I think you did too. Can you okay. hear me now? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. I, I keep watching you and you, you pause and I'll, I'll I'll take this out, so don't worry about it. But aside aside from Rodeo Roundup Barbecue for table service, I agree with Hallie. Like Woody's Lunchbox is an awesome snack quick service area. They've got the tachos are, oh my gosh, they're so good. And they've got some fun Pop-Tarts, a really good turkey sandwich, and also a really good grilled cheese. But the grilled cheese is like, Hard to order when it's hot. You know, who wants a grilled yes. cheese made of soup when it's hot? But great, great spot. So hey, definitely. The, the, the Wookiee cookie back at, I think it's at Backlot Express. Oh, Wookie that is cookie. good. It is phenomenal. My wife I've got, never had that. She she got so mad because I ordered it. She's like, you just ordered that for myself. I'm like, no, try it. She's like, all right, this isn't that bad. All right. Like she was, she was all in on it. It's, it's, it's really good. It's huge. It's, it's probably this thick. Oh my gosh, that that just sounds good now. So jumping into, we've talked about Genie Plus tips. The last thing we want to touch on with Hollywood Studios, and it might be the most important thing, is Fantasmic. Hallie, is Fantasmic a must-do for somebody that is coming for the first time? Yes, absolutely, a million percent. And do you have any any thoughts or tips on kind of what you tell people? um, Yes. So bring snacks because you can bring snacks. That's always a plus when you can bring a snack to a show. So I always get popcorn. And then don't sit in the absolute front because you will get wet. Good point. And, and that can be as, as hot as Florida is during the day at nighttime when you're sitting there and you get wet, you it can be freezing. Like, especially if you have little kids, don't sit in the very front. <laughs> I recommend if you can wait to go to the second show, if there's two shows, go to the second show of the night. It'll be way less crowded but if you have little tinies you're gonna have to go to the first one probably because of sleep so definitely get in line then and make sure say sells out because it doesn't you know it's paved but it, it'll get to where it fills up yeah no no doubt chip what what do you what are your thoughts on phantasmic and any tips if you're there for one day and it's your only park you're going to i'd say yeah you go to phantasmic it's it's a really really good show i if I'm going there for a couple of days, that might be one I skip because I'm a, I'm a Magic Kingdom guy myself. But I'll I think we're gonna try and go to it again this year because my kids really like it. Uh, we love like the whole Mickey, the songs, and it, it sit in the back, sit in the mid mid to back. It, and I think anywhere in the theater is a really good seat because it is the way it's just concaved. I just wouldn't sit on the far outsides. But I love the snack idea, and it, and it also it's a lot further back. Than what you think it is. Oh, it's, the walk to get there. It's a solid five minute yeah. walk. Yeah, it, it is. It is a long walk, and it is way more crowded than you would expect. There's also spots where you can buy snacks at the back of the amphitheater. Yeah. And for anyone that's not been there, it's it's like a st- an outdoor stadium with bleacher seating, and very large sections. 
And the, the biggest tip that I give people, number one, you have to get there early. You cannot walk into that show late because you will, your seats will be so bad that you really will enjoy the experience. But when you walk into the amphitheater, instead of letting everyone go anywhere they want and like sitting at the front of all the sections first, they fill the, the amphitheater section by section. So top to bottom, front row to back row, they'll fill an entire section before they'll open the next section. So if you want to sit in the front or the middle and you see that you're in, the, you're in line and like, you know, the section is, is not where you'd want to sit, just hang back. Just, you know, lounge back a little bit in the line, let other people go in front of you, wait until they open the next section and then go down to the seats that you want to get. Don't let yourself, you know, get there. I've seen people get there an hour early and get stuck at the back of the very first section in seats that they clearly don't want. And they're waiting an hour to sit there where they could just wait a second and then go to the next section. So that's the biggest advice I have to that. Before we wrap up our main segment on Hollywood Studios, we jump into some of the fun listener questions and overrated, underrated stuff we've got. Hallie, do you have any other general Hollywood Studios tips that you'd like to, to tell people? I want to do touch base real quick. I do love Woody's Roundup Barbecue. Yes. Rodeo Barbecue. It is expensive. High five. Though. it is expensive so and you're not going to want to if you do go there do not eat anything before and do not eat anything after because you don't need to you're going to fill up it is a lot of food and the mac and cheese is like one of the finest things i've ever had in my entire life it is going to be the best use of a single table service credit on the dining plan oh for the dining plan 100 percent yeah. It, it is it, it is right at that border of like being really expensive, but not to table service credits, which some of the others are. Yeah. Um, it, and it's to me, it's going to be even harder to get for that reason. You know, people yeah. that are paying attention to the dining plan and want to get the most value, they're going to go to those that are the most expensive. Chip, any other uh, last minute tips on Hollywood Studios? This is just a oh. if, if you're there for any day, any park. Make sure you take some a break time in the middle of the day. So especially if you rope drop, we like to rope drop. And then around 2 o'clock, 1 or 2 o'clock, we go back to the hotel. We hop in the pool. We take a 20-minute nap. We do whatever. We're there for about an hour and a half. And then we go back to the park again because you will feel refreshed. And it gives you that break in the day you need because you're, you're getting tired and your kids are going to be more tired. So... Definitely schedule a break. It sounds like, you know, you don't want to waste time by doing that, but you're not because you're going to have a better time in the afternoon if you take a break when it's, and it's also a million degrees anyway. It's not a fun time to be outside. That's a huge thing for any park for me. Chip's laughing because he knows I'm really bad at that. (laughs) It's hard sometimes. I know, but we've gotten to where we do that pretty much every day. And it's those are those are definitely uh, great tips. Great tips. Chip, um, do you have any to, to leave us with? Hollywood Studios is a full day park. It is one that it's it's gorgeous during the day. But at night, walking down Main Street, all the neon going back to Galaxy's Edge, seeing that at night, Hollywood's or Toy Story Land at night. It is one that has to be seen in the evening and, and different podcasts. I've always heard this says. Disney's different at night. It is. And at Hollywood Studios, I love the music and they need to bring back the street, is a streetmosphere or whatever. 
those people are great. And I, they used to have people at night, which was phenomenal. And it's one of those that we love taking pictures um, at night by the, by the Chinese theater with all the neon. It's, it's, it's great. It's one of the, it's my favorite. It's probably my favorite park at night. Great, great, great point. Yeah. Uh, to that end, this is my number one piece of advice I give to anybody that is going without kids. And that is make the Latin. All right, I'm going to rant on this for a second because somebody was criticizing Ogus Cantina as being overrated the other day. And I like I, I held my tongue. But my favorite tip is to make the last reservation you can get at Ogus Cantina. And when you come out of there after having some drinks, either, you know, a great it's a great thing for a date night or if you're down there solo go get a couple drinks when you come out of there the park is closed it is completely empty and they will let you wander around and take as many photos as you want so if you're talking about, like you see all these people on instagram and facebook and whatever with beautiful photos of hollywood studios being absolutely empty and nobody on the street that's how they're getting them is that they're they're either making dining reservations really late which is the most likely scenario, or they're just kind of wandering and hanging back, you know, really late. Usually they're going to usher you out at some point. If you do that, you get a dining reservation at like nine 45 when the park closes at nine or, you know, closes at 10, you can hang back and it, it is really cool and a great experience for you to get some pictures and stuff like that. So definitely keep that in mind too. That's a great and- piece of advice huge i i I love doing that last time i drove my father-in-law over there at like 11 p.m it was so we came back and took put my wife my mother-in-law my kids to bed and my father-in-law and i went and got drinks at august cantina and and august cantina i hate people saying it's like overrated or whatever it is a wonderful vibe if you're a star wars fan it is i love it i love it yeah, and the, drink, the drinks are oh my gosh, Chip. The drinks are so good. They're strong. The fuzzy tauntaun is amazing. Have you tried the fuzzy tauntaun? I'm a fuzzy tauntaun. Like one of my first good reels okay. on Instagram was about the fu- thing. I think it was the fuzzy tauntaun or the yub nub, something like that. You can add actually order extra foam in your fuzzy tauntaun that makes your mouth numb. They'll bring it to you on the side in a glass. Ooh. It's amazing. I honestly try that out, and I think like a lot of people are critical of it just because it sometimes. You don't get your own table sometimes. You might be sitting with another group or they kind of, it can kind of feel like you get rushed out of there sometimes if they're really crowded because there's a limitation on your reservation. You're only allowed to be there for, I think, 45 minutes or so. Yeah. But it's just drinks. There's not really food. There's some snacks like appetizer snacks, but it's not stuff that you need more than 45 minutes. So, no. um, it, it's, I highly, highly recommend it. So let's jump into, we got a few listener questions. I think the first one we've touched on a little bit, but Allie, I want to, I want to pose this one to you. What do you, what are your tips? And I guess in general, do you think that it's possible to do all of galaxy's edge in one day? Yeah. What are your tips? for? Uh, so if that, if that's all you want to do is galaxy's edge, hit rise first thing in the morning, rope drop it. And then the only other ride there is going to be smugglers. But there are other things to do. Like there's a lightsaber thing. You can build a lightsaber. There's a droid thing. You can build a droid. I personally have not done either of those things. I love Star Wars. That's a pretty penny. And I just haven't done it yet. I know I eventually will. But my favorite thing is I go to like the Den of Antiquities, uh, Doc Onders. And if you go and talk to the cast members working in Galaxy's Edge, Easter eggs that they 
they have made their own backstories and everything connects like you can find out why there's a crater on the other side of galaxy's edge because there's a story behind it you can find like inside the antiquity place there's all kinds of little easter eggs of you know different movies and the storyline it's incredible like you can literally you could spend a whole day there easily yeah um, i think it's all about how deep do you want to go right and, right you know the yeah. the character you know cosplay type stuff is always going on and it's always different you know different characters coming out at different times looking for other ones and you know there's definitely a lot of stuff to do a lot to eat a lot to snack on yeah uh, stuff like that there's a third ride star tours that's not in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can go on Star Tours. That's a whole nother thing because Star Tours is so full of Easter eggs and stuff too. I literally went on that ride like three different times last time I was there. I spent like a couple hours there because you can get so many. There's like so many different. There's like a, I think a twenty or thirty different yeah. possibilities you can get. Might even be more than that. It might have been seventy, but yeah. So there's a lot, that, but that's not in Galaxy's Edge. It's outside. Uh, the, uh, you sneak over there. <laughs> the the follow-up question to that was, is the lightsaber or droid experience worth the price? Al, you touched on that a little bit. Chip, have you done it yet? I think we're going to do it for Bear's Christmas present. Ooh. But uh, the, the, the lightsaber, I've seen videos. I might cry. It is probably one of the coolest. I know you've got two. So you have one or two. I have, I have two of them on my walls. I've actually done it three times. Only because I have multiple kids. <laughs> also because like my my father-in-law wanted to do it, my brother-in-law wanted to do it. So I've just had different opportunities to do it with different people. I, I will say to me, it's the, the lightsaber experience is worth the price. The lightsabers are really, really high quality. They're a lot of fun and the experience is really cool. You know, having my daughter pick the color and the building the hilt and, and all that stuff is is a lot of fun. So for any big Star Wars fans, I, I absolutely recommend the lightsaber experience. The droid experience, nah, not as much for me. I think that's more for a kid's toy and less of like a Star Wars experience. So it, it kind of depends on what you're looking for there. But for like people that are going because they're huge Star Wars fans, I would absolutely do the lightsaber thing one time. It's it, To me, it's absolutely worth it. Ali, I would I would definitely recommend you, okay. you check it out because it's okay. It's cool. It's cool yeah. for sure. Like and like I said, I I display them on my wall. I'm a Star Wars nerd, so that's a good idea. I can put it on my wall. Yeah, my they've got my ceiling slanted, so I have I hang things on the ceiling. <laughs> they, they've got really cool like display like display things that you can display them. It's it's really neat. So then let, we we've talked about this a little bit, but. Touch on it again. Any suggestions or spots that you love for photos at Hollywood Studios? Holly, what do you think? Spot that you could only get if you have a Disney Visa card. Mm-hmm. And it is over in the area where you, the Star Wars launch bay, which is where you meet Chewbacca and everything, which is not in Galaxy's Edge. But if you go there and then there's these two people at the front and you'll talk to them and they'll say, where would you like to go? And they'll show you where Chewie is or wherever. You tell them you are a Visa card holder and they'll say okay come with me and they'll take you to a secret area they take a special magic shot which is free you don't have to have photo pass or anything it'll come to you for free just by having a decent visa a disney visa card and so that's a really cool photo spot that a lot of people don't know about and then there's you know there's of course there's in front of like the chinese theater there's in galaxy's edge a bunch of places but the big thing 
for a first timer that you wouldn't know is any time you see a photo pass person, you can have ask the cast member, Hey, can you please take a picture on my phone? And they will take that picture on your phone. Mm-hmm. So it won't be the magic shot with, you know, like the Tinkerbell or whatever they have going on, but it will still be from that photo pass photographer and they're happy to do it. And the pictures come out really great. And so I recommend doing that. Yeah. Don't be shy of those photo pass photographers. Like you don't Not have even- to be- even if you have PhotoPass, get that too, but also have them on your phone because they come out different and it's just a really cool thing to have. Agreed. Agreed. That's a great tip. Chip, what do you think? Sunset Boulevard. I love getting the, the Tower of Terror. In the morning, we like that in the morning. They'll, they've will they got some good magic shots there with little kids. They'll have them sit on the sidewalk. They do a good job overall, I think, in, in Hollywood Studios because you could do some some really cool ones in Star Wars or in Gar- Galaxy's Edge. Was it called Star Wars Land? I don't know why. Galaxy's Edge, where they pan out and they come back in. That's what that one's pretty cool. Uh, Toy Story Land, getting that at night. Like I said, that's our favorite place to get night photos. Is 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 a Hollywood studio? So I think anywhere. <laughs> I already blew my photo tip by telling you to get the Oga's reservation, yeah. and I stand by that. That's how I've gotten photos of like the Falcon with nobody around, Kylo Ren's ship with nobody around. You know, that kind of thing. So definitely check that out and consider it. And those are great points. The other, the other thing I, I tell every guest that I ever have, buy Memory Maker, especially if you're going for more, like you'd have to be going for more than just one day. But like if you're going to Disney for more than three days on a trip, I, I'd even say two, just buy it. It's like $189. And if you actually take advantage of it, you know, get the ride photos and you stop for the photos past photographers, the photos are so good. They're so good. It's just like you'll, you'll never be able to get those moments back. So I always recommend people people do I agree it. with you. It's a good thing to do. And if you have GZ Plus, you get the in-ride photos. Yes. That, that, is, that is another key. If you buy GZ Plus, so, you get the in-ride photos. And everybody wants the screaming Tower of Terror photo. So I mean, who doesn't? That's great. All right. Let, let's jump into our last segment, which is, is always the most fun. And I'm not going to lie, Hallie, I sent you the list in advance and I changed it up on you. Oh, so <laughs> I'm, I, I'm giving you a little bit of a twist. Okay. Um, may, some of it may be the same, but I might give you a little bit of a twist here and there. We're, we, we do a little segment on the show called Overrated or Underrated. This one is going to be Hollywood Studios edition to fit our theme. And we're going to talk about a different restaurant and a different ride at Hollywood Studios, whether or not it's overrated or underrated. The first one I want to talk about is, I will say, the, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Hallie, overrated or underrated, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror? I think it's underrated. I love, love, love that attraction. Um, Chip, what do you think, buddy? Details are amazing. Yeah, I, I'm just going to keep adding on. It's the most underrated attraction. It might be, theme-wise, the best attraction on Walt Disney property. From the moment you step a foot on, like onto the getting in the queue, all the way through, it's I think it's the best. So it's underrated. So, Hallie, what do you love about it most? The secrets, the the fact that it's Twilight Zone, and that's like childhood stuff, right? Those yeah. were on like my parents would watch those, and it's just so cool. Like it's just, I like creepy things. Creepy's cool, um, and it's just cool. And it's the ride's different every single time you ride it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool too. And it's just, I, I love everything about it. 
That that leads me to another question that I didn't ask you earlier. Do you remember what your first ever ride was at Hollywood Studios? So my husband and I were talking about that. So he thinks it was Tower of Terror was the first ride. I thought it was Star Tours, but he says it's Tower of Terror. I remember oh gosh, the Star first Tours would have been a bummer. I know, but I, it might have been what we rode. Um, but I remember riding Tower of Terror for the first time. And here's the cool thing is that he didn't tell me anything about any of the rides before I got onto them. So I actually got to experience them without having any knowledge of anything it did. And I didn't no even spoilers. know that it dropped. No, no spoilers. So it was really, <laughs> really cool. It was really cool. That's very awesome. Uh, hey, for me, oh, it's underrated. I, too. I know my first ride, by the way. What is it? It is Backlot Tour. Oh. oh, I didn't get to do that one. And listen, my, brother's got, my brother's got selected to uh, be on the B. From Honey, I Struck the Kids. They get to like oh ride goodness. on the B, which is just not there, that. but yeah. That, that, that's the thing that I think is underrated and I love about Tower of Terror is the nostalgia. Like, I remember when I was a kid, the Tower of Terror billboard when yeah. you were driving into Walt Disney World. And that was like, you just, were there, you know, more, more than the marquee. Yeah, I know. It was depressing. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, if they ever try to do some Avengers thing at Walt Disney World there, uh, I will write. So that's not going to happen. I'll write. Uh, there you go. Overrated or underrated ABC commissary. Allie, what do you think? I've only eaten there once and I didn't love it. It's I'd say it's overrated. Chip, what do you think? Okay. Old school MGM studios. It was underrated just because you had the thought of maybe you'd see one of the actors eating in there. I remember my mom like, hey, we're, we might see somebody because they're filming. Home Improvement was filmed there. Now, it's it's overrated. Like, I, 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 I've walked by it every single time. I'm not going to stop there. It's somewhere I'm not going to stop. I, I think it's overrated. And I, I thought this was an interesting one, only because there are some people that rave about ABC Commissary. Like, it's one of their top recommended places to go. It's fine to me. I eat there kind of often with my kids because there's a lot of easy to get stuff that kind of fits everybody's palate for how much hype it gets in, you know, certain segments of people. I, I, I think it's, it's overrated to me. So I'm just going to leave that one at that. The, the last one I want to ask about overrated or underrated rise of the resistance. Ali, I've gotten kind of an idea of how I think you're going to feel about this one just from us talking earlier. But yeah. what, do you, what do you say about it? It's underrated. It's incredible. It is the whole storyline of it. I won't do any spoilers, but it's just incredible. It's so well put together. And when it's working, it's incredible. It's, I just, everything about it. Is it your favorite ride there? I feel like you, you get a little in Hollywood when studios, you talk about it. In Hollywood studios, it might be, you know, it might be. Sometimes go. it depends because I get excited about all of them. But before the show, I I think it was in Instagram DMs. I think I might have tried to pin you on some of your favorites, and you were waffled on me there too. So I knew I wasn't going to be able to get an actual favorite out of you. But um, well, because you, you can you I like them all for different reasons. You know, I think <laughs> the fact that that's you know what is it was it eighteen minutes long that experience. I I think so. When you when you go from like the beginning of where you're in the the queue all the way to the end yeah but i think once you get actually in the ride vehicle it's like four or something oh i, I have to listen the moment you 
you step on that counts. I mean, it's it's the best cue. when you see Ray. It's the best. It's the best cue. It's underrated. I'm going with you. It's it's a billion dollar ride, and it's worth every penny. Um, when you step out of it, tell me, tell me you're not smiling like, oh my gosh, that was incredible every single time you get off yep. of it. My my only hesitation here, I'm gonna say underrated too, but my hesitation is that you always have to put a caveat. Like anytime, and, and you you've done it, Hallie, tonight, where you're like, when it's working. And and that's the frustrating Truth. part, is like you can be in the in the midst of the ride and Kylo Ren doesn't move, or you know, something happens where one of the animatronics isn't working. And I think that that happens far less frequently lately. They, they seem to have really gotten into a flow and that's what happens when they're doing something so innovative, but man, it, it's really frustrating to have to tell know. people it's an amazing ride, but you know, sometimes it may not work properly, you know? but otherwise I, I agree with all your sentiments. Like it's hey. one of my favorite. For sure. Can I put, can I put a fourth one in? Can I put another okay, one in? Because we haven't yeah. talked about that. We haven't talked about this one. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Is it overrated or underrated? It's it's. We haven't talked about it. I'm a. I'll, I'll get to my my thoughts. All right, Allie, do you want to do this one first? Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, overrated or underrated? Yes, it. For me, it's underrated, and I'm going to put a caveat on this one because I never got to experience the great movie ride. So I think that it's definitely not going to be the same way for everyone. I feel like the one in Disneyland is better than the one in Hollywood Studios. A million percent better. Interesting. Because it was built for that ride. So the queue is like, so I think it's underrated in Disneyland, but overrated in Hollywood Studios, I guess. It's the Toontown queue, right? Like, and it's, it's much more specific and cute and, all those things. I, I think I would agree with you there. As a matter of fact, I think, I, I think I'm just going to agree with Allie. It's underrated at Disneyland. And, and I think it's a little overrated at Walt Disney world just because like, I don't know. It's not what I find myself or my kids like itching to go back to. That, yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. What I mean, think, I so? write it every time I do write it every time I'm there, but you don't like, you don't have to, right. I think that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like, I have to ride slinky dog. I have to ride tower of terror. I have yes. to ride rise. You don't yeah. have to ride Runaway Railway. Yeah. What, what, what do you think? It was all started with the mouse, and it's the only mouse attraction on property. It's underrated. And listen, I rode Great Movie Ride, but it was out of date. It's, it was out of date for 10 years because they needed to probably update it a little bit. And I, I, I could see where it needs a place. It's like if Living with the Land were to ever go away, it's, it falls on that line, in my opinion. But Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It is awesome. It has all the the Fab Five in it. My kids love it. It's a great ride. It's a great attraction for any ages. And I every time I go, I look for something else because yeah, you can true. find different, different, different something different on it every single time. And it's I'm not a big fan of the current Mickey they were seeing. I don't like it per se, but the ride is awesome. Fair, fair enough, Chip. Fair enough. <laughs> that That is going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. If you have any comments or questions, don't hesitate to reach out to any of us on social media or via email. I can be found at, at Adventures of a Disney Dad. Chip, where can people find you? On Instagram at Robinson Dad Life. Hallie, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at It All Started with a Mouse 138 and on my website at It All Started with a Mouse 138.com. 
Awesome. Awesome. Definitely check it out and make sure you follow her on Instagram. She's got a great account, great tips, a lot of fun humor and stuff. That's how I found Holly. I definitely recommend her as a follow. And we really appreciate you being on the show. And if yeah, you're interested, for yeah, absolutely. We, we were, well, we had a lot of fun tonight. And if you are interested in having me assist you in planning your next Universal or Disney vacation, please feel free to reach out. All the links to get a free quote are in the show notes. Our services are free to you, and we'd love to help you plan your dream vacation. If you have a moment and you could follow, subscribe, like, and review the podcast on whatever platform you prefer, we would greatly appreciate the support. Support so far has been insane for what's now going to be 11 episodes. We very much appreciate it. Chip and I have a blast doing this. We know you have a lot of choices when it comes to your content, so we hope this episode brightened your day and you learned a little something. Hallie, again, thank you so much for joining us. Chip, we are out until next time. We'll see you when we see you.